Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Thing will work out 
so hard, just trying to figure it out, fighting down, trying to believe God, trying to watch the words in my mouth and stay on the ride. Trouble come and go, even on the mountain high or the valley low. Never let your faith go. Oh, never let your faith go. I've been there before, so confused, don't know which way to go. Stressed out, world so crazy, miles will stay in the house, fear trying to rise up. Got terrorist disguise, they look like us, but we know who we trust. Trust when I say that we gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. Tell em, tell em, tell em. We gon' be alright. Alright. Say we gon' be alright. Tell em, tell em, tell em. We gon' be alright. Times will come and it's here today. Look at all the hate, senseless crime and murder. Human trafficking, racism, police brutality, bullying, trouble and shame. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done in the earth. Let your glory rise, let your sun shine, let it burn through the dark. Even through the storm and the rain, we will shout. Cause we know at the end Technical difficulties. Stand by, please. God bless. God bless.
in the Ukraine. Children are dying. Uh, Russia is bombing uh, fiddles, schools, churches. It, it doesn't matter. They are literally trying to blow Ukraine off the map. And there's so much, but the Ukrainians are fighting for their independence. And and so as we see it every night, but there's so many things mm-hmm. that left on the table that we uh, should be fighting for right here at home. I don't believe in not having the love and compassion for others, and that I do have. But uh, charity starts at home, and sometimes our heart pulls out for other folks, but in reality, uh, we haven't received our just do right in America as African-Americans. We haven't received our just do writing. Right now, uh, I think they're trying to turn the time back. And when I say turn time back, what I'm dealing with is the injustices of the Voting Rights Act. I'm talking about the gerrymandering. I'm talking about voter suppression. And then with all that going on, them voting to suppress our votes, then we ourselves as African-Americans are are so lackadaisical, we don't go out to the polls in numbers unless some specific black candidate is running for office. And so we, we, we lose elections that we shouldn't lose, and we lose different things that we could gain, specifically dealing with uh, our, our country. As our population grow and the population closer and white America is, is up in arms right now, and that's why you see uh, the GOP and just others, too, all over the globe uh, here in America uh, are upset. They're upset because they will, they're losing power. As the population fastly is growing with Hispanics and Asians, uh, the population are growing. Uh, the population of African-Americans is stable, staying pretty much the same with population growth. Caucasians or white, or so-called white Americans, they are, the population growth is, is, is down for them producing offspring. And that's one thing that they're hurting because they feel in the next 40 years that they will no longer be the majority. So they're coming up with all types of voter suppression and do away with the uh, try to put who they want on the Supreme Court and how they try to gerrymander while they are in, in power, gerrymander where they could make sure the odds are stacked against people of color. Uh, all these things are going on right here in the United States, and we're fighting a war against the people right here in America. We find America is fighting against themselves with human rights. But yet America could travel all over the world and tell everyone else about human rights. And African-Americans, Native Americans, uh, Hispanics, and others don't have the rights right here in America. Although people could come from other nations, specifically European nations, and come and uh, treat it. And they are able to get jobs. They're able to... to, to, to uh, uh, circumvent different things that we're not able to circumvent. Uh, just I noticed that they would allow uh, some uh, 
Latinos to come from Mexico and allow them to come into America. But when Haitian, when when the Haiti people from Haiti were going through turmoil right there, they tried to come in. They sent them to other countries. They them right back to where they came from. They didn't even give them a chance to come to America. And it's a shame every time some blacks try to come to America, it's almost like you're not wanted. And what's what's ironic about this situation, our president, even President Biden, went along with that. So that's not a star on his chest. Uh, they've been doing that for years. People from Cuba could come here and come to the land. That was okay, especially those Cubans who looked more Caucasian than uh, uh, Latino or African-American, not African-American, but African-Cuban. Um, they were able to they send those back. And so the population have continued to grow in the opposite way. And things are remaining the same. As we uh, look around us, we will see that things are being the, the same. We're not moving forward. If anything, we're going back. I said the voting right act. And we still are getting the same thing over and over again. Black kids are being killed. The police are killing kids. They, they are coming in houses with these illegal search things and killing individuals when they come in, no no knock warrant. And as they kill the people, they get away with it, and they wonder why blacks uh, riot and blacks do different things. And it's because you've been getting along with it, away with it, and they say, well, we need to take it to court. When we take it to court, it's always it's, it has always been when African Americans take something and do it the right way. Whatever Caucasian, whatever kills a policeman kills that African American kid or adult, nothing they never have to pay for it. But if a black policeman kill a Caucasian child or a, a young person, they pay for it. And it's like uh, it makes me feel that they figure our eyes are blind or we're just that ignorant that we can't see what's been going on for centuries and it haven't changed yet and if you say something about it you're an angry black man or woman uh you're living in the past and you're not the past is right here now our our, our past is here we still living the past the same things are happening uh the only thing we see it a little more is because of the uh invention of the cell the, the cell phone with the camera, which uh, African American invented, uh, we 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 need to take our time to look upon things we're dealing with. That uh, George Floyd uh, act that's about the police killing uh, blacks, and I, I, I was doing some studying, and one of the most profound things that I've uh, I've read, other than some statements made by. Uh, Marcus Garvey, but I, this John Lewis, because oftentimes when blacks ride, they put it on CNN, MSNBC, and Fox, and everyone is look at how these heathens are doing, uh, uh, burning a city and 
uh, 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 ramshacking stores and stealing and looting and burning. When George Floyd died, they didn't come out. They doesn't go out and they tell you how many boogaloo boys and white supremacy was the one doing the burning, and the blacks got the bad rap for some of their things that they done. Now, when when I'm saying that John Lewis, they was asking John Lewis pertaining to uh, the ride during the time of George Floyd and the looting and the burning, and uh, he made a profound statement, and, and I think that, uh, that that that's something I take with me to my grave. He said that he don't believe, he did not believe in riding, looting, or burning. He didn't believe it. And I don't believe in riding, looting, or burning. But he made this statement, but he said, but. I thought he was finished with his statement when he said, that made the statement he didn't believe in rioting, rioting and looting and burning, uh, you know, places and things like that. But he, he wasn't finished with his statement because he put that conjunction, you know, uh, coordinating conjunction and but no and all. They say, but you you haven't seen if there were no injustices, it wouldn't be in Iraq. So when I thought about things, I tried to go back over the times that I could remember in my 70 years. There was never any rise unless some um, civil or social injustice had occurred, uh, the death or uh, the killing of some black person. It never, never came because that's the only way African-Americans figured that they could get any justice is by doing something and they try to hurt somebody else because the hurt had been perpetrated against us for centuries. And then they say that you're acting like savages. Well, I thought the savage is the one that do the killing. I thought the savage was one that raped, tell people child like cattle, like cattle, like, like cattle, like cattle, uh, you know, take a person and count that person as less than a human, hang them, lynch them, burn them. And then they go even further. I thought the savage was the one that killed somebody and do a genocide on a whole race of people, the indigenous race of people here, kill them and take their land. I thought that was savagery. But the thing is reversed today. The very people who, who, the Savage Act was against are the people who they call savages. I'm confused with that definition because what they call the savage does not represent the people whom they call savages. People in South Africa have been saying about taking their land back, but they claim that they they want that. That's their land. But if they say that uh, uh, the Portuguese, the Dutch, and the others, the French, uh, not the, the but the British and others in South Africa claim the land for themselves, they've been there for 300 years. And the black just say, give us our land back. You know this land don't belong to you. You're not indigenous. We're going to fight for our land, but if the blacks start fighting for their land, then America, 
Russia and other countries are going to come in and shoot them down like they're nothing. That's the European thing, and uh, we're going to get into the Berlin Conference at a later time. But uh, today, I, I wanted tonight. I wanted to talk about some things, and I want to talk about this person that um, we need to understand about. We need to learn something about Haiti and how did Toussaint Leoverture, who a man that was born in bondage in a French colony in Santo Domingo, to the very day is called called Haiti and enslaved for more than half of his life now, come to be the leader of the most successful slave revolt in the history. And he helped precipitate, amen, I'm about to start preaching now, precipitate the downfall of the European colonialism in the Western Hemisphere. And what I'm talking about, in the 17th century, in Santo Domingo, uh, it was striving, a wealthy colony of the Americas. It's sugar, it's coffee, it's indigo, the cotton plantation, the minted money, fueled by, by enslaved, just like America was fueled uh, uh, in the past, was always fueled by the poor slave labor. Now, 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 you have to understand Haiti, as we call it today during the time was they can't call it Santo Domingo. The French colonial since uh, 1697 occupied the western third of, of the Caribbean island. Well, you know, today some call it Hispaniola. Well, while the Spanish had colonized the eastern side of side called Santo Domingo, now the Dominican Republic had revolted against certain things. You need to understand that even with this, they were with the revolt. In 1791, uh, this thing, it, 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 the revolt came about. And this is where you find that Tucson the Overture. He led this revolt in Haiti in 1779 to 1804. It was one of the most important outcomes of the revolution was that it was it forced Napoleon Bonaparte to sell Louisiana Purchase, and we heard about Louisiana Purchase. That's how the U.S. United States enlarged themselves. The, when you say the Louisiana Purchase, so many states were involved with the Louisiana Purchase. What major results was that that came from the Louisiana Purchase case because of the Haitians. And in this with the Haitians enforcing that, they forced Napoleon Bonaparte to sell the Louisiana Purchase. That was part of Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, Arkansas. Missouri, and many others, Minnesota, and so many other parts of the Kansas, and so Oklahoma, and so many parts of these states were all part of Louisiana, was a, a large part of the United States during the time. And Napoleon Bonaparte sells the Louisiana Purchase to the United States in 1803. 
Now, what happened, this uh, resulted in a major territorial expansion of the United States. When Haiti took their independence in 1804, they changed their colonial name from Santo Domingo, the name given by the French to Tia Aino, the name of Haiti. Uh, uh, they cha- uh, they call it the Creole people, what they call, what they spell that, that Creole back then is their K-R-Creole, K-R-E-Y-O-L, Creole. And, and they call it Yata, which was what they call Haiti, as the first black independent country with a stir of success, how they fought guerrilla warfare. Some call it a ragtag army, defeated one of the most popular and forceful generals of time, Napoleon Bonaparte. We know them as this little man in the history books when I studied in school and in college. Uh, he always had his hand tucked into his uh, his uniform. Now, this very same man that we're talking about, uh, two something over to him, he can't as general and two suddenly also he led revoke he led the army and he began to have haiti recognized as the first black independent country with a stir of success from a slave revolt haiti was a ray of hope for african americans in the united states of america during the 19th century when i i'm talking about the 18th century the u.s did not Haiti's independence until 1862, precisely because of the word that Haiti's existence would challenge the slave-driven economy. Now, I want to speak to you concerning about that slave-driven economy. If you don't know, when you hear a lot of African Americans and 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 black talk about this country. America was built upon slave labor. Well, when they're saying that America is built upon slave labor, they're telling the truth. During slavery time, the 17th and even in the 1800s, 16, America became wealthy because, uh, see, you have to understand about imports and exports. Imports is when you buy something and you buy it, bring it into your country. You pay for that. But your exports are when someone else is buying your product. Well, the product uh, in America and during that time that made America who it is today, the wealthiest nation in the world, was slave labor. The greatest money that was made, 60% of all wealth that came to America came from slave labor. And it, it, you have to understand, it was first cotton was the highest, highest rated thing that they were uh, exports. Then was sugar, coffee, indigo, and they they were doing these things and they were getting money from it because you have seven million individuals working, and they're working for free from sun up to sundown. It wasn't eight hour and you were making any type of wages. You worked for free. And then the most uh, individuals like to say, well, that was only in the South, and the people of North was in the factories, and they had textiles, and they were making other 
things that up there. Well, if you ask how you make, well, how do you make textile? Well, the first thing, textile and tiles are made. You need cotton so that it would be cohesive, that'll make it hold together. It takes cotton to put it in there to keep it together. And so they needed the same thing. And then the slave trade was financed by large banks up north. They were learning these, lending these plantation owners money to finance these things. But here they find they had a deep hatred for this man called Toussaint Le Overture, who gained the freedom as a general Toussaint Le Overture led his forces to victory over planters, class, thousands of invading French troops. But that was only the start. He navigated a complex, ever swift shifting politics and dual colonial power. He successfully repelled aggressive the European mightiest nations, the French, the Spanish, and English, using his diplomatic gall and cannon, playing them off one after another. He battled them. He conquered the Spanish side of his Spaniards, uniting the island and establishing himself as the governor, as the general, and he brought about this in Pan America. He brought this together the way the people was working, and he worked them. He reopened the plantation, but they were getting paid under what he did. He was very, very intelligent. Now, this is a, a man that was a slave. He fought in the French Revolution. He helped the French. Now, listen at this. This is just how, how we get tricked into things. Although we have to find out that Toussaint L'Overture died in a French jail, they tricked him to come to a place. And when he got there, man, they arrested him, and he died. Although Toussaint L'Overture died in the French jail, a year before Santo Domingo gained full independence, the rechristened itself as Haiti, in 1804, his myriad efforts set the stages for the establishment of the second sovereign nation in the Western Hemisphere after America, the world's first sovereign black state. Here, how he did it. And, and, and you know, they were fighting jungle warfare. And, you know, and, and, and that was during the 1700s. You have to understand they was doing this in like in the 1700s. They fought guerrilla warfare with rakes and holes and things, and they were taking the guns from the French soldiers that, and also defeated seven of the best generals that Napoleon Bonaparte had. And it, it was a blessing for America because it, it instituted them to get the, uh, the Louisiana Purchase. Do you know the rebel leaders included uh, two Sunday over to refuse over to a chose to do battle instead with a 6,000 man fleet. He defeated the French. Toussaint was aware of his regiment lack of training, but he trained his people. He trained them, although they, they, they wasn't trained in combat. We have to understand when France normalized abolition and slavery in his territory, Toussaint Overture then joined the French force and defeated and defeated the Spanish army, gained him the name in a campaign against the British 
who he had there designated Santo Domingo, which he would change later to Haiti. Now, I want us to understand this is a man in the 1700s. Now, understand this. Hundreds of years now before the independence was really in America, this man and, well, Reconstruction, in 1791, he did battle. And in 1804, Haiti was a nation, just like America. It was a nation because of two suddenly over to us. So when we study history, let us think about it. But I, I want to speak to you just a little bit concerning. I want you to be aware of something. If you ever notice about Haiti, how the people treat the Haitians, even to this very day, how Haiti is, is treated, I've noticed that people don't trade with Haiti. Haiti has been made a third world country. Even this great nation that we live in, we, we have to understand about why Haiti is in the shape that Haiti is in. Uh, Haiti is in the shape that's in because of the people uh, of, of Spain and France being uh, against them and not trading with them and making them a third world country. We refuse to accept them to come here because there were the people that stood up for uh, knowing that they're human. There are so many individuals that started things. We know about Martin Luther King, and we know about several individuals that, that was here, but we don't know about Tucson Leovatua, who showed us, gave us the thing that blacks could fight back and get their independence. They didn't want that in America because they figured that, that this would change the thing because if the slave would rebel here and wasn't working, America could not. Black were not, or whites were not accustomed to doing hard work as they claim that we are today. I heard one guy once said that whites are angry with blacks today and say that blacks are lazy. But now they call us lazy because we asked to get paid for our labor instead of back then when uh, they had you working for free. So it's, it's, it's one of those things. We have to understand uh, just why certain things are. And notice today about how poor Haiti is, earthquakes and different things that people cool that's going over there. But no one stand up for Haiti. America won't even let Haitians come into America when even they're having civil wars going on there. They refuse to let them come there. And, and, and to me, it's a crying shame that a person would do another individual like that. Now, another person that, that, that I'd like to say, I'm not sure if, if Brother brother uh, Joe, uh, Professor Joe is on, on the line. If, Professor Joe, if you're on the line, let me hear your voice. Brother Gary, are you on the line tonight? Well, if not, I, I'm going to just say a little something, touch on uh, Marcus Garvey is another person that was very, very strong and prolific for really the civil rights that's in America today. I know we read a lot about Dr. Martin Luther King and others, but we need to know about this man called Marcus Garvey. Uh, we need to start reading our books and learn 
the true thing about it. Now, you have to understand that Marcus Garvey was born August, August 17 in 1887, but he was born in St. Anne Bay, Jamaica. Now, you have to understand that Marcus Garvey ended up being this prominent figure. Starting back in the early times, Marcus Garvey has always been very prominent. And he went around. Now, Marcus Garvey, he was an orator of the Black Nationalism and Pan-American Movement, to which he founded the Universal Negro Improvement Association, an African committee lead. Garvey advanced the Pan-African philosophy which inspired a global mass movement known as Garveyism. See, Garveyism would eventually inspire others from the nation of Islam to the Rastafarian movement. Now, what are you talking about? Garvey just didn't stay in Jamaica, but he took his, his, his movement further than just Jamaica. You might say Jamaica, this little island country, but, but Garvey took it further. And, and you have to understand that he was born in 1887, I told you, in St. Anne Bay, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Self-educated, Garvey founded this Universal Negro Improvement Association. He dedicated his life for African Americans that live in there to resettle. He asked them to resettle in Africa. Take your finances and your trade and go back to Africa. Garvey was uh, the last of 11 children born to Marcus Garvey Sr. And his, his mother's name was Sarah Jane Richard. Now, later on, you're going to find out that Garvey uh, came to he left when he left, excuse me, when Marcus left Jamaica, <clears throat> when he left Jamaica, Marcus went, went to um, Puerto Rico, and there he started organizing in Puerto Rico, but eventually he ended up in New York. And when he came to New York, he started putting together things because he, he was able mm-hmm. to do different things in New York where he wasn't able to do in other places. You have to understand when he had that United that that, that University United Negro Improvement Association, they renowned all over the United States. They had chapters all over. But what's ironic about it, they had more chapters of this United Negro uh thing right here in Louisiana I had more than anywhere else. There was seventeen. So the South wasn't as bad as others thought. Now I want us to listen at this. Garvey returned to Jamaica in 1912 after he had founded this Universal Improvement Association with a goal of all African dispersal and establishing country, absolute government its own. In response to it, Booker T. Washington, an American educator who founded Tuskegee Institute, Garvey traveled to the United States in 1916 to raise funds for similar mm-hmm. ventures in Jamaica. This one he settled in New York and formed the UNIA chapter in Harlem to promote separatist philosophy for social, political, and economic freedom for black people. This happened in 1918. Garvey began publishing the widely distributed newspaper, Negro World, to convey his message. Now, listen to this. I know you haven't heard much about Garvey. This started in 1919. The UNIA 
Now, Martin Luther Liam King and others came later on, but Garvey was already starting things right here. He started in Jamaica, and he moved it here, self-educated. And I find it strange today that our kids will not get themselves educated. For some reason, we refuse to get ourselves educated. And, you know, in August of 1920, the UNIA claimed 4 million members and held its first international convention at Madison Square Garden in New York City before a crowd of 25,000 people, all from all over the world. Marcus Garvey spoke of having pride in African history and culture, Mm -hmm. and many found this word inspiring. But not all. Some established black leaders found his separatist philosophy ill-conceived. W.E. DeBose, a prominent black leader and officer of the NWCP, called Garvey the most dangerous enemy that the black race in America. Garvey felt DeBose was an agent of the white elitists. Now, they, 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 differ, they had different opinion on what had happened. Now, you have to understand, too, the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, was fixated on running Garvey mm-hmm. out of the country and having Garvey watch every step of the way. Now, I, I want you to understand, whenever a person uh, really just really stand up for themselves, I found out that they're hated through, uh, through the media because for some reason, not some reason, I know what the reason is, uh, this thing about blacks being uh, imperious thing that, uh, whites have been inbred in them, and those that are educated know better than that. They understand who blacks really are. They understand who the Egyptians, they understand about the blacks in, in, in Nigeria and the Eurobos and people from Benai and, and other places. They know about Mali and they know about Timbuktu. They know about the Moors people. But we don't know about ourselves. So it's, it's so much many things that mm-hmm. we've been successful in building that they had building, they're finding things, excavating things right now around Nigeria and other places uh, in the uh, mid, the mid, the middle parts of Africa that go back eight thousand years. Eight thousand years ago, they were just coming out of caves and. Uh, before that, less than 8,000, maybe about 6,000 years ago, they had not long came out of caves in, in Europe. Uh, and if you would even talk about it in the Europe, got their, the European knowledge came from Greek. The Greeks and the Greeks got their knowledge, you know, Herodias would tell you he had his, they got their knowledge, Herodias, and um, they would tell you they got their knowledge from uh, 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 Egypt. During that time, they were trained. So I want you to understand that that you're no way uh, behind anyone else. So I, it's important, it's imperative that we understand these things. Now, I talked to you about two Sunday Overture. I talked to you about something about Marcus Garvey because Marcus Garvey really was the one who initiated the uh, civil rights movement for us. Really, mm-hmm. if you go back, he really started doing it. And, you know, we have this flag, the red, red, green, and black flag, red, black, and green flag. And he's the one at Pan-Africa who started that, that flag. So I, I want us to understand that. And under people, you think that people don't know 
about that. If people, you know, now this thing about DNA is 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 is, is spreading like wildfire. DNA could do some of everything to help you find out who you are, where you came from, uh, who's your people. Because I, I I take that ancestry of DNA and uh, I've been finding mm-hmm. out exactly the different areas that are uh, in me from coming through slavery. I have so many different places like Yoruba is, is the most uh, part of me is Yoruba and around the Congo and Yoruba. But then it's next, uh, it's... Uh, the next, I think it's now. I think it's Nigerian, and it's, it's some others. It's Mali, it's, it's Benai, and Ghana, and things like that. Uh, Sierra Leone, and and other things. But then I have Native Americans. I have Irish and Eastern European, Northeastern European, Germanic, and things like that. Blood. And I know how this how this Germanic and other things that came about in my bloodline and come by my great ancestors being raped. But nevertheless, this thing about DNA, it tells you a lot. But when these white scientists began to trace the DNA, this DNA, Mm -hmm. they found that everyone could trace our DNA back in the maternal line, meaning the the female line, inherited to a mitochondria DNA within the cells of all humans, have theoretically the common ancestors. And, and, And theoretically, all of us came from the same person, no matter what color is your complex. It's just a com- uh, the complex uh, of your complex. This woman name was mitochondria Eve. Now, mitochondria Eve, and it's important that we get this and really put this in our head. In between 100 to 200,000 years ago, they found this lady around around Tanzania, uh, around the, around going to a. Uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, she was not the first human, but eventually other human lineage eventually had no female offspring, failing to pass on this mitochondria DNA, and as a result of all humans mm-hmm. today carry traces, can trace their mitochondria DNA back to mitochondria, this black woman. Within her DNA and that of her peers, is this all the genetic variation we see in contemporary humans humans since Eve time? Different populations of humans have, have drifted apart genetically, forming distinct ethnic groups that we see today. Now, and, and what that tells us that it does not matter if you're from China, it does not matter if you're from Japan, India, Russia. North, North, Western Europe, Europe, uh, Native American, South America, uh, those out in the Pacific Islanders, Australians, Aboriginals, no matter where you come from, you carry this mm-hmm. lady's DNA. You carry her DNA. Everyone came from us. Now, now out of Africa didn't start until 70,000 years ago. And, and and now these are things that people don't want taught in school today. They don't want the truth. It's not CRT. It's not critical race theory. And that's one thing that they're fighting so hard to tell and let their children, and then I'm talking about Europeans, I'm talking about Caucasians, fighting so hard to keep their children from learning the truth, who they are. 
and they will find out that they came from Africa. That 1.3 billion people that live in Africa, you know, you have to understand that. That 1.3 billion is so much more than that list, 700 and what, nine, seven per, mm-hmm. 700 million uh, Caucasians in the world, just not counting the African people that's, uh, that's not living on the African continent. It, it, it dwarf the population uh, of just the Caucasian race, just in Africa alone, not counting the Africans in India, not counting the Africans that live in Europe, not counting the Africans that live African that 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 migrated to Canada or America, uh, South America, the islands, and no uh, uh, all over the world, Pacific Islands. Now, now. It's imperative that we understand those things. That that these are things that's not that that people don't want taught, and they even show you further information on it. About three hundred and fifteen years before the birth of Christ, they had a man who died about mm-hmm. three hundred and fifteen years before Christ, and he 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 was living in South Africa. He is the closest known relative or the closest match yet known to humanity to the female ancestor mitochondria Eve. Now this is Africa. They know he was a fisherman because he lived on the coast and he's the closest genetic match to mitochondria Eve. They found his fossils around what they call St. Helen Bay in South Africa. And if you want to look it up, you can find the archaeologist's name uh was Andrew Smith at the University of Cape Town. Now it's imperative that we understand these things. It it it, it 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 it's so imperative that we understand who we are. You have to understand even before mitochondria Eve, they found they found fossils much earlier than they found millions of years ago. They found mm-hmm. what they call uh Homo habilis. And when you talk about Homo habilis, they talk about man first walking upright. And they call her Lucy is Australopithecus. And they found the fossil in 1974 uh, around uh, in Ethiopia. Now, when they found this fossil, what they called her Lucy, and she was found by Don Johansson and Tom Gray. Uh, this fossil they named her Lucy, she was 3.2 million years old. This homage was known as Lucy. Three million two hundred thousand years ago she walked the earth from Africa. And then they even go even not further back, but you could go about they got what you call Zenzantropy. Zenzantropy mm-hmm. is two point I think six million years. And these discoveries were made by Lewis Leakey and his wife Mary Douglas Leakey. And uh these you talking about paleontologists who discovered the first proconsul score, and you 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 talking about when they talk about the word proconsul mean that these some apes that start walking upright, and they're the closest extinct ape that you know they believe they ancestor to human beings. But I beg to differ with their finding on that. Now 
Mary Douglas, uh, she discovered a robust, what they call Zanzantropy, Zanzantropus, uh skull in the O.D. Guard. That's in Tanzania. That's where they say life originated from, in the O.D. Guard, a little bit over there around uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, several archaeological and anthropological mm-hmm. fossils of the ancestral ape and human. While excavating the O.D. Guards, they found tools and dating back stating that man was able to be tools of years ago and that that man just didn't start making tools that man was able to make different things millions of years ago now when they say that lucy they talk about lucy and others they say that she was bipedability walking upright some of them go back they even find some footprints in volcanic ash that go back to 3.75 million years ago. You know, we have to understand Tim White came, Tim White discovery came before Lucy. 4.4 million years ago. It has so much, all these things came from a place in Africa. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, they know, I mean, the, the study when, whenever they're looking for or find out where did man originate from, and it's a known fact, it's not taught the way it should be taught, uh, but they, they go to Africa to find the oldest fossils in the world of where the human originated. They go to Africa because they know that 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 black, the color black or the color of African is the real color of mankind. They know that is the color of mankind. Now, all the colors are just all mixture or fade color. We have to understand, too, when you start talking about uh, genetics, you have to deal with a person called uh, Gregoire Mendel, and he was noted by most people as the father of genetics. And from him, we find out that with mm-hmm. the genetics, it deals with the inheritance involving, you know, the past known of genes from one parent. In other words, that we, we inherit our our parents' genes. But I want, want you to understand, and, and I'm going to uh, tell you some things about about what Mendel came up. Mendel uh, Law explained how we pick up different traits and talk about different uh, colors and things or different things that represent dominant uh traits of dominant genes, uh, recessive genes. Now, Mendel had some laws, and they deal with uh, when people came out of Africa, out of Africa, he had the law of independence of solving. If you assault people independently, in order, they're going to resemble a certain way. And then they had the independence dominant, the people that the, the dominant people will if you take a dominant, mm-hmm. the dominant person, the color is going to always come out where you can get uh, a dominant. And then the law of segregation, if you segregate certain people to certain areas, they'll begin to multiply like that person. And I, I think about it when I look at China and look at if you go to different countries that that does not mix with other countries like China and Russia and Japan, the people are going to look like Jap- the Japanese people look like Japanese. 
The Chinese look like Chinese. They're not black. But like America is a, a melting pot, so you'll find people. But Mendel came up with certain things with his law. Mendel came up and found out that black and brown skin come from dominant genes. Dominant. And that word dominant means superior. Brown eyes came from dominant genes. He said light skin came from recessive genes. Blue eyes came from recessive genes. Now, I I, I hate to bust certain people, Bubba, and I know a lot of even the scientists, Caucasian scientists, don't like to admit these facts. See, and I'm going to break that down in a few. Now, what you could do, you could get the, you could take two dominant people, and the two dominant people could come from the Sudan in Africa, which the darkest people in the world come from. And you could take those two individuals and put them together, and they could come up with a child that look white. It's called albino. But you can't take two white individuals and make a, a black child. Because, see, you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you can't get the dominant from the recessive because the, the dominant is is superior and the recessive is is a is 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 a recessive. Um, and if you think I'm kidding about that, all you have to do is find a report on what they call hidden DNA discovery found in Black African people. And, and all you have to do is look it up. Carter T. Otis. And then um, you have to look this up, and it's called the World DNA Strand, the American Association of the Advancement of Science, a DNA series, genome. And you can look it up, and you can find this man's name is Dr. Edward Robinson. And he, he made some profound statements. Now, when you, you look in this up, and I want when I say things, I, I, I want you guys to learn to go back and look over these things and because I don't want to ever lie to you. See, see we have a different series. Now, what they call this thing is uh, it's called the Global Pattern of Disequilibrium. It measured the intelligence of people and the possibility for people to be a genius. Listen to what I'm saying. It's called uh, this measure your intelligence. The greater the number of the series, the greater its ability is to be a, a genius. It's called a global pattern of disequilibrium. And I think because I don't know if, it's, if there are some new individuals that's tuning in tonight to my show, but I want us to understand you got DNA have sequence and DNA have series. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to understand that sequence could help tell what area uh, your ancestors came from, but the series could help you deal with the intelligent level. Most uh, scientists, archaeologists, uh, anthropologists and many others, uh, especially anthropologists, uh, talk about that uh, anthropologists. They say we came from apes and others. So to find out about the intelligence of human, you have to start from where they say we originated from. 
And so the first animal that is from the eighth family is orangutan. And this is what I, I try to tell you guys that uh, the higher the series, the more intelligent that 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 animal person is. Now, this is 15 scientists who wrote this paper. They didn't publish the book copyrighted, and it's right on the global patterns of this equilibrium. They found out that the orangutan, the orangutan have three series. And that that that's low. Then they tested the gorilla. The gorilla had four series. They even tested the chimpanzee, and the chimpanzee had five series. Now then they said, well, we tested the animal that the chimpanzee closest to the human being, and the chimpanzee had a higher series uh, than uh, the rest of the gorilla or the, or the orangutan. So that's the one that they say that we came from, the chimp family. Now, now, now they went to Europe, other areas like Caucasians, Japanese, and other all over the world. And when they tested in humans, came up six series higher than any chimpanzee in any group. One place they did not test. They didn't test Africa, and when they decided to test Africa, they test people from West Africa. And for those uh, Africans who live in America, most of our people that came over as slaves, the slaves came from West Africa. They tested the West Africans. And when they test the West African, the West African came up with nine series, three series above all the other races. Now, notice they said that series is a measure of intelligence, and a greater possibility of being a genius is the higher your series is. Now, now Africans were nine had nine series, so that's three higher than the six for the other nations, the Caucasians in Europe. Now I want you to understand this. Have you ever under, have you ever paid attention that every field that African Americans have been able to participate in or let us get to talk about the Tuskegee Airmen, how good a Then uh, when you talk about fiber optic wiring, uh, 5G, and all this other stuff, communications, and all kind of things like this, you're talking about fiber optic. Do you know that Blacks invented that? We're talking about some, we're talking about individuals that are very, very intelligent. Now, through slavery, we have this thing that interbreeding and molding on us that we dumb in that we we, we we we're inferior to other races but the other races know mm-hmm. that you're not inferior at all that you carry dominant genes. The GPS system, global positioning system, it works out of space, it works on land. When I travel out of state, I could put my GPS and, and I could just I could key in the 
the address of someone in Florida, and we leave Louisiana, and they drive me right up to their door. And global position, wow, a black lady, fiber optic, a black lady. And that cell phone is just just about over half of America, not counting all over the world, have cell phones. That was about a black person, the type of a black person. The gas mass used in all the refineries, mm-hmm. chemical plants for war. Then about black man, safety goggles, eye protection, the elevator for all these high-rise buildings, the clothes dryer, the air-conditioned unit, the armonic high-year plant, also the moon, full moon, crops, the high tide, the low tide. This is blacks. Most of the people, farmers today, use the almanac to, to plant their crops by. This is a black man. Blood plasma bag, the lawnmower, the lube cup. Without a lube cup, you couldn't have a train. You couldn't have an airplane. You couldn't have more automobiles because uh, uh, if you run these metal parts, it will wear itself together when it overheats. The refrigerator, mm-hmm. the spark plug. Not one car could run without a spark plug. Now, the stethoscope is so old, it was invented by Amenhotep in Egypt, one of the builders of the first step pyramid. Now, I know that we were told, and by television, how it lies to us, show some white, the white was not the Hebrew, that the Hebrews built a pyramid. But they say during Moses' time, Moses was actually... Uh, 1,300 years before Christ, and 1,300 years before Christ, that would make it 3,300 and some odd years. The pyramids is over 5,000 years old, some six. So the children of Israel wasn't even there when they, when they get, when they, if they did go to when they were in, the pyramids had already been built. So that's just mm-hmm. Hollywood that, that we're looking at. That's just Hollywood that we're looking at. All we have to do is do the research and you'll find these things out. Uh, the stomach that control. Why would we be with all of this traffic without a traffic light? That's a, 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 a black invented this. this these are ex-slaves. The electric light bulb. bulb. This is, now I, I don't want to keep naming because I got so many more I could name, but I just wanted to name Name some certain things that uh we that we uh that blacks have invented just to let you know the intelligent level and to let you know that you're no way dumb, but it's it's not taught in high school, and no one wanted taught in high school because the uh, the 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 young white kids they'll find out that mm-hmm. they're not responsible for inventing a lot of things. Not to make them feel dismayed or down or anything, but why why you won't teach this in school? Because then they would realize that they didn't really invent a fine thing. That when they came to to the Americas around Hispaniola, it was already, uh, they already had people living there. When they came to the Americas, you can't discover a place with millions and millions of individuals. You cannot do that. 
So that's very, very important that we, we, we understand that, that you cannot, that, and then tell, tell them the truth that you kill off the people and took their land. Uh, it's so much that need to be taught the truth about all these inventions that, I, you know, I oftentimes I see this I see this while we're talking. It's never mm-hmm. taught that they had blacks in, 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 in America long before Columbus or anyone came this way. And and, and you know, this this elderly white lady, her name is Jane Elliott, she is she's an anti race racism activist and she made a statement on television. And she been on a television show, and she made the statement. She said she once made a statement and said there wouldn't have to there wouldn't have to be a Black Lives Matter if we didn't have 300 years of Black Lives Don't Matter, and how they're still killing different people. And then Chain explained, and he writes this: that white people, the mutation of African is a mutation of Africa. That's the one thing mm-hmm. they don't do. In other words, you just are offspring off of Africa. And in reality, if I have a white catfish, it's called an albino. If I have a white alligator, I'm from Louisiana now. If I come up with a white alligator, it's called an albino alligator. If I have a white tiger, that white tiger if I have a white line, it's albino. Everything is albino or albino that comes out white. But I found out that when it comes to white folk, they don't like to admit that they're really albino because they know that that they're, that they're no more than a mutation. And it's important that we don't we don't have very good vocabularies and things. So. It's time that we start doing our research. Now, it's important that we understand the mm-hmm. definition of a mutation. A mutation is this, and I'm telling you, now listen to what I'm about to say, and I'm going to take my time and explain this. White folks mutated from Africans. They don't have the color because they lost their color. Listen to what a mutation is. A mutation is the change of a structure of a genome resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations. When this 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 the change of this genome happens, they've been passing on to subsequent generations and coming out this color. Caused now they say that it was caused by an alteration of a single base unit of DNA or depletion or insertion a rearrangement of a larger section of a gene. All it did is they say a deletion, that the deletion mm-hmm. is in melanin. They don't have melanin, so they don't have skin color. They can't live in the heated area because mm-hmm. they don't have melanin to block the sun rays, okay? That's why you wear dark-colored eyeglasses when you work in, in the sun is beaming now. Now, in other words, a mutation is the now listen to what it said. A mutation is ultimately the only way in which new vari- variants in a species. The only way a new variant, a new uh, race or species can come in 
is through a mutation of one. And the mutation occurred with Africans. Okay, now we've been hearing about mutation and COVID-19 mutating and this variant. You start with the COVID-19, okay? And then you, you have the, the next strain, Delta strain uh, variant of it. Then you go to to, to Omicron mm-hmm. variant. Now it's a new variant that's coming out now. But now that word variant, we, we, we listen at them, talk about things on television and other places and radio, and we look it up on YouTube and we find out what they talk about variant. Now the, the definition of a variant is very good to tell you what how white the color people change color tell you that they were black. A variant is, is a form or version of something that differ in some respect from other forms of the same thing or variant. They came, you know, the, the they were black, but they came about in respects to another form. They changed the form of what they were. Now even now, we, we, we sometimes we use the difference in the hair. But I submit to you that there are differences in hair mm-hmm. in different places in Africa that does not have European blood in them. Africa can, the African people from Africa could be brown. They could be the darkest of the dark. They could be brown. They could have curly, straight hair. It does not matter that their hair is there. And also, uh, I'm not going to get into it because I'm about to open the lines and certain things that I wanted to uh, talk about uh, two Sunday over to her and, and briefly touch on uh, Marcus Garvey and uh, talk about the voting rights that's going on that's not being looked at because of Ukraine. But we have problems right here in America. We need to need to solve problems. Try, try to solve these problems at home. I don't want anyone to die. But we need to concentrate here because a whole lot of people is totally dissatisfied with what's going on. And, and, and blacks are still dying on the street at the hands of police, and they're still getting away with killing mm-hmm. blacks. And then they come up with things why we are angry people because you keep killing us and you never get punished until you start punishing you and you stop killing us. Then that. And, and I'm very well aware of how we're killing one another because I'm an advocate activist against black-on-black crime. Amen. Now, I want to say this, and we're going to go it on, and I'm going to open it up. I always want to get a, the, the understand, don't let them fool you about, like, whites, European was the first people to come over here. There have always been uh, people of the African uh, Negro features that always lived in America. Some of the Native Americans were of the Negroid race, okay? But even down in Mesoamerica, the Olmec people, Mm -hmm. and you could go down there and they have these Olmec colossal heads made of basalt, there's basalt boulders, and they range from 1.7 to 3.4 meters. Some of them date back to 900 years before Christ. King David time. Omec, and then, you know, you talk about thousands of years before uh, Columbus ever came. And Columbus, we need to stop lying that he came to America. Because where I told you about two Sunday over to it, he landed out there, what they call Hispano, which is around 
one side or other side of Haiti, they call it Hispaniola right now. The Olmec, uh, Olmec is a civilization of ancient Mesoamericans. Some are in the Mexi- in Mexico called La Venta, San Lorenzo, Zapatez, Veracruz, and then some of them date back as far as 1200 B.C., almost during the time of Moses. 12 B.C., these, these, collapsed, these people were here. Some say they were here before Aztecs. They might, the Aztecs might all breed it from them. There's a total of their found. Ten um, colossal here have been discovered to this day. And Tenzo, ten of them are in San Lorenzo. And four of them are in La Venta. And they even have them some in the Andes Mountains. And so it seems that, that, that we need to research to find out about these uh, things about that's going on. And it's another thing. Let us learn what systemic racism is. It's the same thing as almost mm-hmm. institutional racism. Institutional racism is also known as systemic racism. It's a form of racism that is embedded as normal practice within society. That's in America. Where when we say that America, uh, by systemic racism in America, is is uh, practice within the society as a normal practice within society and organization, it can lead to discrimination and criminal justice, employment, housing, health care, political powers, education. It reflected in the disparity regarding wealth, income, and criminal justice. Now, I just spell out United States of America dealing with African-American people. All these things says we have always been discriminated against, excuse me, discriminated against in the judicial system, the criminal justice system, employment, housing, health care, political power, education, mm-hmm. disparity regarding the wealth and income. All of this is reflected what we're going through right now in America, not during slavery, not in the 18 or the 1500s, but in America this very day today. I just thank God for my listeners who are listening in, and I pray that the information and the things that I talked about, that people could take this in and, and feel interested in we should feel interested in picking up books and reading these books and becoming familiar with the different books that we have mm. and that, that learn about yourself. You know, I love when the Bible, the Bible said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We don't even know who we are. We, 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 we've been told and it's been, we, we've been, we, our eyes should be open to the fact that we lost our culture we lost our history. We lost our language. We don't have people without a history, without a culture, without a language. The culture that we carry right now is Eurocentric. It's 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 is European. It's Caucasians. You know, we live up to all the expectation, what looks good, how we should live our life. 
Everything is paddling up on those who uh, conquered and killed the people and took their land and uh, who enslaved us. That's where our culture comes from. So it's time that we realize it and we stand up and learn about ourselves and do better mm-hmm. and become a self-sufficient people. And we don't have to leave America, but we sure could 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 stand up and be another Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and be a beautiful city. Because no one is going to help you. We need to help ourselves. And that way, I do believe what Marcus Garza said, that we should help ourselves. And sometimes I've had so many people, and these educators say that uh, integration might have hurt us more than it helped us because it, it it made us go to sleep like we was going some way and never went anyway. Thank you, and God bless you. Uh, so William, you could open the lines up and read for our Q&A. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you. Powerful show. Uh, uh, God bless you, Pastor. Uh, the lines are open. If anyone is here, God bless you, Pastor Dr. Vert Kemp. Powerful show, sir. Uh, the lines are open for you. There we go. God bless everyone. If you have any questions, comments, anything for Dr. Kemp, you're live on the air. God bless. Okay, Pastor Mike, it's back to you, sir. Uh, good evening again. Uh, God bless you. Uh, again, I pray it was something said, uh, done uh, on this history lesson that we had today. To, today, uh, that 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 gave us more knowledge of who we are because we right now we're we're just living trying to fit in a society that's not ours uh and 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 i'm thankful for america that i'm american uh but i'm of african descent and i need to know of myself I need to admit that things are not the way uh, the equality that we've been promised uh, and the liberties, uh, either social liberties and equality, are not there for us yet. Uh, and that we still have a ways to go. Uh, it's time that we get uh, put down uh, computers and the games and all the other things that we do and start studying about ourselves and, and teach our children because our children seem to be so lost. So many of us just kill each other every day for, for really no reason at all. We're killing one another. We, we really need to stop and come together, as I say. And instead of one Wall Street Tulsa, we need to have all over America, beautiful cities that we ourselves built and live in. Uh, we have the finances, and it's not that we don't have the finances to do it. We do have the finances because I said earlier during the program I was talking uh, about uh, we're still dealing with the uh, Voting Rights Act, but you don't know about it because our president seemed to be caught up with Ukraine, and don't get me wrong, uh, the people are are hurting in Ukraine, but we've been hurting for 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 four hundred and some odd years, 
and still haven't haven't came up with the equality that we need. And everything the Republicans are trying to reverse things that are stood to 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 bring equality that we so desperately need to fruition. Uh, they they're trying to reverse it, and we need to stand up and put the bottles down, the, the drugs down, and all the games that we're playing on social media and everything else, and learn about ourselves and learn about politics and 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 learn how that we could push forth and learn about we really do need the reparation, but when we get we. If and when we get it, what are we going to do with what's been uh, owed to us for so many years? Whether it has interest or what, uh, what are we going to do? Uh, and I'm thankful. And, again, I want to thank uh, uh, a pastor. I want to thank Pastor Williams for um, uh, putting this pro this show on. I know I do the talking, but... Uh, to, to come on and you know he wants his people to learn and that's what it's about he wants his folks he wants African Americans to learn about themselves he wants them to know their history they're not going to teach it to us the CRT critical race theory and all these things they're blocking it out all over America because they don't want your children to know who they are they want the same lie that they thought that blacks are, 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 are dumb and slow and their children are smart. They don't want their children to learn the truth that you are the original builders of the pyramid, that you uh, started language <coughs> astronomy, that you started math, science, medicine. All this came from Africa. They don't want that to be taught in school. They want to, everything was European. A white man originated and, and did everything and then so far from the truth. So let us begin to learn and study exactly who we are and the things that we've done. And I want to just say a thanks to Reverend William again because he plays a great part and wanting his people to know about themselves. Amen. Reverend uh, William, do you have something you would like to say before we pray our way out of here? God bless you, Pastor. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, just like Pastor said, just learn your history. Take time. That's that's what it's all about. It, it's about you knowing who you are so you can know whose you are. You got to celebrate whose you are and then identify yourself. And we got to do that together and come back in unity. Uh, too much separation in the community. And I thank Pastor Kim for coming on, for educating us, empowering us, and uplifting us, and giving us knowledge of, about who we are and the history of mankind and for ourselves. God tell us to study to show ourselves prove unto God and stop trying to impress man and that woman and be impressive in God's eyes. God bless you, Pastor. Don't forget to donate to the uh, ministry, uh, dollar sign, all caps, Y-E-T, live, and you can send it to the P.O. Box, Mobile, Alabama, uh, 70033, Mobile, Alabama, 36670. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Kemp. God bless each and every one. Um, remember, each one reach one, and for the program to continue to go on, you have the uh, you have all the information you need to send in donations. This is to keep the program, the different ministries, 
<laughs> I would call them different ministries to keep these ministries going because we, 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 we need each and every ministry that comes on. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for our arriving this morning. And, Lord God, we thank you for everything you uh, included us in and you worked with us within our life today, the things we've done. Lord, we ask, Lord, that if we've been anyway or sinned any form of fashion against your holy word, and we ask that you would forgive us, Lord. Now, Heavenly Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would build us up where we are torn now. Goodness, where we're weak. For you know where we stand in need of now, Lord. Lead and guide us and strengthen us, Lord. I pray, Lord, for this country. I pray for every city and town in America that our eyes will be open and that we'll start practicing love. And love will permeate from every mountaintop, every valley, every hill, every swamp, every river in America, that love will be taught and practiced, and that there will be no one who thinks that they're more or better than anyone else. Lord, I ask for peace in this world, not only in America, but all over, because racism exists everywhere. And, Lord, America has a, a bad history, Lord, and I pray that we would admit our sins as time America uh, confessed and admitted sins to its people and quit hiding the sins of the people. The only way you could be forgiven of a sin is first we have to confess the sin. Now, Lord, um, we ask, Lord, if there's anyone sick, Lord, when we ask that you would, would bless them and heal them. And, Lord, we ask for your leadership, your guidance, Lord. You say, trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not to our own understanding. and all thy ways acknowledge you, and you will direct our paths. Oh, Father, we thank you. We praise you. We ask all these blessings in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. As we leave this radio station, we ask that we never leave far from your presence. The grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest with and abide us henceforth and forevermore. And we say amen, good night, and I love everyone, black, white, rich, or poor, and there's nothing you could ever do about it. Good night. People, I love you. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. Hey, we'll make it through it out. No matter what the cost. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. We'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves. Be. Great luck to be. Grow with one another. 
Living happily. But you hurt me. Why not work for peace? Lying from Zion. I am a king. And you're a queen. To say. Have, a to say. Have a beautiful place for kids to run. Yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make you do it all. No matter what the cost, we're family. Yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make you do the pain and rain and all the trouble by taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio where we are breaking chains. God bless and thanks for listening to Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Listen every night as we live stream on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash YAT Radio. Or call in live 858-357-9137. Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.